This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, September 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Allen. Here's today's headlines. Feinstein, others oppose Senate Bill 1, saying it undermines Newsom's plans. Kudlow, if trade war takes a decade, so be it. Feinstein and Central Valley Democrats oppose SB 1. California Senator Dianne Feinstein sent Governor Newsom a letter on Friday opposing the broadly sweeping Senate Bill 1. Feinstein has long been involved in California water issues. She co-authored the letter with Democratic Representatives Jim Costa, John Garmendi, Josh Harder, and T.J. Cox. Mirroring arguments from the ag industry, the letter argues SB1 would freeze in place the decade-old science around incidental take permits and biological opinions and make it impossible to develop voluntary agreements for flows. The legislators also point out SB1 would require the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation to comply with the California Endangered Species Act. This provision will generate years of litigation and uncertainty over standards for the Central Valley Project, according to the letter. Political consultant Scott Lay suggests the timing of the high-profile opposition could set up roadblocks for the bill just when it needs two-thirds votes to pass both houses. In response to the letter, the author of SB1, San Diego Senator Tony Atkins, said she remains open to negotiations over amendments. Newsom's Water Plan Governor Newsom plans to unveil major policy actions for his water resilience portfolio next month. The administration favors voluntary agreements for water flows and promotes the approach as a pathway for quick action on other water issues. The alternative would be the years-long litigation process that has been the status quo. Costa and Cox argue in an op-ed accompanying the letter Friday that litigation in the water world does not resolve California's long-term water challenges. Passing SB1 as the bill stands would restrict the authority that agencies have for negotiating voluntary agreements. That would potentially undermine the governor's efforts for his water portfolio. Costa and Cox add that SB1, quote, will surely frustrate Governor Newsom's efforts to reach solutions through collaboration and engagement with all participating parties. SB1 could open waves of private lawsuits. Prominent attorney Joel Fox says SB1 would be opening another door for private attorneys to sue businesses for not living up to the rules. Fox argues the bill would be a burden on farmers because agencies would set their own rules and regulations in order to protect the environment from federal standards. This authoritative lack of due process, he writes in the politics and law blog of Fox and Hounds, spells danger for businesses that must respect environmental laws. Fox adds that the Disability Act and the Private Attorney General Act have already led to lawyers attacking businesses over labor laws in order to gain quick settlements. Now remember, the deadline for amendments to bills on the floor passed Friday, yet a nuanced reading of the Senate rules leaves open a chance for amendments on this bill today or tomorrow. Governor signs bill exempting clean energy codes for fire victims. Governor Newsom on Friday signed legislation to exempt solar requirements for residents rebuilding their homes after last year's devastating campfire. 
Paradise Senator Brian Dahl authored the bill and fought through a contentious debate on the Senate floor last week to get it passed. In signing Assembly Bill 178, Newsom commented that he still encourages all Californians to strongly consider incorporating solar. Among the reasons was to make homes more resilient to power outages. Earlier this year, the Paradise region was subject to a widespread shutdown to prevent fires during high-risk weather. Newsom also signed a bill on cannabis. Senate Bill 657 would include cannabis cultivation within the annual crop reports that county ag commissioners submit to the CDFA. The reports will help to better track the industry's growth. In his argument, Senator Bill Monning said normalizing cannabis as an agriculture product will encourage unlicensed growers to come forward and become legitimate, licensed, and tax-paying businesses. And on that note, Newsom signed another bill clarifying that cannabis and hemp are agricultural commodities. This allows those growers to benefit from the same property tax ordinances as other commodity growers. Plastic recycling bills amended after negotiations with grocers. SB 54 and AB 1080 were amended last week to target specific food packaging, reportedly allowing flexibility for containers. The amendments also ensure that the bill overrides local agency ordinances, enabling package designers to adhere to just one law for recycling. The bill maintains the 75% reduction goal for 2030 in the amount of single-use plastics produced. It also allows CalRecycle to change that number by up to 10 percentage points. Senator Allen had said in August that his coalition for SB 54 was just going to sit down and try to bang out every area of contention and controversy. The California Grocers Association has now dropped its opposition to the bills and others expected to follow suit this week. Ag truckers disappointed with AB 5 amendments. The bill was amended last week to a point out that it does not intend to diminish the flexibility of employees to work part-time or intermittent schedules to work for multiple employers. It also carved out an exemption for veterinarians. Last month, the bill did include the amendments that trucking associations were requesting, yet those exemptions are specific to construction subcontractors and would not include truckers in ag. A caravan of owner-operators circled the Capitol last week, blasting their horns in protest. Inside the building, trucking advocates were scrambling to meet with legislators ahead of the deadlines for amendments. Additive Effects of Pesticides to Get Scrutiny EPA says it will review U.S. pesticide patents for claims of potential synergistic effects among active ingredients. Synergistic effects cause the total effect of the ingredients to be greater than the sum of their individual effects. In a Federal Register notice today, the agency is asking for comments on its five-step process, which includes analyzing whether observations of synergistic or greater-than-additive effects are statistically significant. The agency became aware of patents with synergistic claims in 2015 when the Center for Biological Diversity was challenging EPA's approval of Corteva Agriscience Enlist Duo, which contains both glyphosate and 2,4-D. Cudlow lays out potential for extended trade war. 
President Trump won't be backing down to the trade war with China, a conflict that could go on for years, according to National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow. The fight to get China to change its ways in international trade and intellectual property protection has already gone on for more than a year. But Kudlow stressed to reporters on Friday that it could be just the beginning. He said, quote, it may go on much longer than that. He compared the dispute to President Reagan's clashes with the Soviet Union. He said the stakes are very high for both countries. We have to get it right, and if that takes a decade, so be it. But Kudlow says he's still hopeful that significant progress can be made in upcoming negotiations. A lot will depend on whether China will agree to honor previous agreements that the country backed out of in May, causing talks between the two countries to break down. Kudlow said, we would like to go back to where we were last May, but I don't know if that's possible. That's a difficult matter. Top ministerial-level officials are now expected to meet in Washington next month after lower-level negotiators gather later in one or two weeks to prepare for the next round of talks. Here's today's He Said It. Our local farmers and water users have real concerns that this bill could hurt the incentive to continue voluntarily settling negotiations and end up costing our communities in the Central Valley dearly. That Democrat represented Josh Harder in a statement opposing SB1. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, September 9th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Allen.